thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you making time for me on your platform. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to do some research on your MMA record. Tapology is like 50% correct all the time. So I was trying to figure out what is your actual MMA record. And I think you're a boxer too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually taking my first professional boxing match in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho at the big hotel up there, the casino. That's going to be coming up soon here in the next couple months. And uh, I can't wait. Maybe you can stop by and and watch it live. Brother, it would mean a lot to me. Yeah, but uh. Is that the one in November? We shall see. We okay. shall see. <laughs> Go but on. There was, mention, there was mentions of that against another MMA guy making okay. his professional boxing debut. Okay. It's kind. It's just kind of rough to try to get in the boxing game because once you establish yourself as an MMA fighter, they're like, they don't really take that too serious, you know? Like, it, it's just, it, there's kind of a little beef still in between boxing and MMA and it's, not so easy to just jump in, brother. It's just not. Right. You know, uh, once I get in there and I do my thing, like I've been doing since I was a kid. I've been boxing since I was a kid. That's my that's my my go-to. Yeah. So uh, and as far as my, my my MMA record, you know, unfortunately, uh, the way it looks when you fight in Montana, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they can't give you credit for it. Okay. <laughs> Does that make any sense to you? Uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you can look into it more because I have a victory and a loss in Montana. Yeah. So really, my record is sitting at three and two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We could say three and two. Yeah. But since I can't, since I can't get credit for my, my loss or my victory, my record is at two and one. <laughs> so weird i don't understand man that's crazy well i I just don't know what's going on i don't know if montana's not sanctioned or they or they are going to be sanctioned and they're going to get credit for those fights or i don't know what's going on but my 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 last fight was about maybe two and a half months ago against uh um the game martin yeah and the kid is like i mean he's like a little khabib okay you know what i'm saying yeah and uh I, i i've never even been past the first round i end my fights quick yeah i end them fast uh not because i want to it just happens that way yeah and i went three rounds with a 22 year old kid yeah you know and i took him to i took him to a really tough decision in his hometown in front of his home judges and he scraped by he did what he had to do in their eyes that's fine with me i learned a lot about myself i went three full rounds i had energy to go five rounds i was i never took a i never took a seat When the bell rang, I never sat down. I had that much energy. I was just ready to go. And uh, if it would have been one more round, brother, I would have ended in a very, very ugly fashion because in the third round, he was done. From what I seen, the way I felt, he was a combo or two away from going to sleep. So... But he pulled it off in front of the, in front of the judges. Uh, I'm not gonna gripe about it. The kid, the, the, the kid is good. He's he, he lives right by you, right above you up there. And that's as far as the record. I'm two and one. Gotcha. Until okay. in, until they can figure their stuff out. Right. But right, right now, but but right now, I don't want to take no more fights in states that are not gonna give me the credit because I'm not gonna go knock somebody out and not get the credit for it. Yeah. Totally understandable. Now, you mentioned that you started boxing as a kid. When did you get into MMA, and what made you decide to kind of make that transition out of boxing into MMA? You know, fortunately, I was around to watch the the, 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 the little rise of MMA. Okay. You know, as a boxer, as a boxer and, and just, just seeing that it was a, a harder sport 
in a one-man sport, it made me feel like, really, these guys can't stand with me. These guys can't stand with me because of my hands. And this has been the, this has been the, 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 the issue in every single one of my fights. These guys think they can take my power. They think they can, they can stand with me, and they will lose. I will end them like that. They have no choice but to take me to the ground and try to survive. And, and, and that's, that's their, only, their only hope. Yeah. Really, and that's truly what I feel in my heart. I've never been knocked out. I've never been dazed to the point where I'm going to fall. I feel like on my feet, I will slaughter anybody that goes against me. And, and it's crazy because I can't even get no strikers to fight me. And all my fights, they've all been wrestlers. Nobody has the balls to fight me that's a striker. That's a, that they're going to say, okay, you're going to go to sleep or I'm going to go to sleep. Let's find out what's up. And all these dudes, I mean, hopefully they can see this video and yeah. come out of the woodwork because I can't fight a striker to save my life. They're still offering me three, four wrestlers to this day and not one striker I can get from 10, 20 different promotions. Wow. Crazy, man. Now, you mentioned me a couple days ago, you might have some potential opponents lined up. A guy named Max Roscoff, who's 4-0, and a guy named Marty Navis, who's 3-0. How did you get in the mix with these guys? And, and I think you messed with me, too, but we'll, we'll find out who you're going to end up going with or going against here soon. The two guys you're talking about are super deadly. And this is the kind of guys that I want to fight, right? Guys that are, you make one mistake and you're done. You yeah. make one little mistake and it's over. It's over for you in some way. But you know what? It's the same like that with me. You make one mistake and I'll sleep you. Yeah. So again, these guys are high-level wrestlers. And when I mean high-level, I mean rank number four in Nevada, rank number two in Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are guys, scary guys that nobody wants to fight. One of them has four finishes by by, by rear naked choke in the first round. What does that tell you? I mean, it tells you that you give the man an inch and you're done. You are yeah. done. He takes it down, you're done. The only thing I see with this guy, Roscoff, is you have to hit him on his way in. You have to stop him from doing what he's doing. Because if you engage in any kind of wrestling and grappling, you're done. Yeah. You're done. He's he, he's, he's that high of a level of a guy. And nobody wants to fight him, brother. Nobody wants to fight this guy. I would imagine that nobody wants to fight him. But you know what? I have the balls to do it because I believe that I will hit him with a knee and an elbow and whatever it takes to break him. Nobody has hit him in his face. Nobody has done nothing to him. He hasn't faced a striker of my ability. I will knock you out, homie, if you're watching this. <laughs> fight me. And as far as uh, Marty Navis, look, Marty looks like a big Nate Diaz with the same kind of like Boston goon kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. Like the guy, just uh, the kind of guy that if you walk into the alley, you ain't walking out of the alley. That type of dude, you know? I would have to say he's probably deadlier than Roscoff because Marty will knock you out on your feet, on the floor. He will choke you. He's at a Joe Lozon's camp. Joe Lozon is his coach. You understand me? And the, and the other coaches are all from Extreme Couture. So you have to figure this. This little gym in Idaho, Team No Excuse, my coach Johnny Perez, we're going against masterminds, and we're giving them a run for their money, and we're taking these kind of fights, and we're on the rise. We have so many good fighters on this team. You are going to hear about us in the months to come, and everybody will know who Team No Excuse is, we got nothing but killers over here, and our stand-up will take you out. I guarantee it. Come on. 
That's awesome, man. Well, so if you do end up fighting Max or maybe it's uh, Marty or maybe somebody else, when can us fans expect to see you back in the cage? Um, Brother, I'm ready to go in four weeks. I'm ready to go in eight weeks. I stay ready. I, I'm the type of person that I am. I am totally institutionalized to this process. My life is fighting. I am 37 years old and I have a small window to hurt everybody I can and get the most recognition for it and get the most money I can for it. Yeah. So I I feel the pressure right now. And maybe that's why, that's why maybe a lot of guys don't want to fight me because they know that I'm in my prime, that most champions are my age. Most guys who, who, who are doing it in the game are 30 in their thirties. Yeah. In their late thirties, in their mid thirties, and they're the they're the they're the top dog lions, mm. and they know I have my man strength. And you know what? I run, I work out, I work out three times a day if I can. I'm a professional painter. I own my own business, so I can do a job or two and have the rest of the month to dedicate to hurting you. And that's what I'm about. <laughs> so I'm at practice every day. I'm always running. I eat really good. Well, when people are partying on a Friday night, when people are going out on Saturday, when people are going on dates. I am married to fighting. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. This is what I'm about. So remember that when you're eating your chicken wings, drinking a beer, thinking you have time to beat me, I'm doing something totally different, brother. Come on, man. I love it, dude. So you have this awesome nickname, the 208 Underdog. How did you get that nickname? You know, before I got that nickname, I was the real Savage. I called myself Savage William, and those videos are documented on YouTube. In 2011 and 12, when nobody was saying Savage, sav be Savage, and, you know, everybody wants to be a Savage now. And I was Savage William, knocking everybody out with nine KOs as an amateur. And I've only two fights I lost were to Emilio Trevino, and he's from Jet House. He's undefeated in the LFA right now. And yeah. he went undefeated as an amateur. Emilio Trevino, the Jet, is one of my good friends. And that kid is dangerous. Yeah. A very dangerous, light heavyweight. Probably the most dangerous in the Northwest, Emilio Trevino. You need to get him on, a, on an interview, brother. Awesome. The name 208 Underdog, I mean, it just is what it is. I'm, yeah. a, I, I, I'm a boxer. I've been learning jits and wrestling now for a while. It's just the, the odds are stacked against me. My first fight was against a guy who had nine professional fights. Wow. You understand me? Like, I didn't yeah. fight nobody who was who was a debuter. I fought somebody with the experience of nine fights and a shitload of MMA fights in Utah for Steel Fist. And the only reason why they let me fight is because they thought he was going to beat me. And he lost in the first round. They brought me back to Steel Fist to fight Trevor Bradshaw. They thought he was going to beat me. He lost in the first round. And now they won't bring me back because they know what I'm going to do over there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm having organizations shut doors on me. Yeah. Because they don't want the guys to look bad. Right. I'm ranked number I'm ranked number eleven in Utah and I can't get a fight to save my life over there. Right. And you kinda of, you mentioned this earlier. You're thirty seven years old and there's obviously these guys that you're fighting that are half your age probably or, or close to, you know, and you mentioned that you're kind of in your prime. Do you feel like that's kind of a factor in not getting fights or it's a factor in you dominating fights right now? You know, when I talk about dominating, I'm talking about standing up and yeah. The thing is now is that now I can get up no matter what. So you have a problem now, wrestlers. You think you're just going to take me down? I, I get up now. I, yeah. I know exactly what to do to get up, and it's violent, and it's ugly, and it happens very fast, and I get up. So I'm confident right now and staying in the middle of the cage and making you pay for signing a contract with me. 
<laughs> and I know you asked me about the nickname 208 Underdog. Yeah. And that's where it all comes from, brother. It's me against the world, really. Like, other people at my age are already married, are already off on their little lives. And I am still living and breathing this every day, mopping my gym, training, putting in all my hours, doing what I got to do until... I feel like I have a losing record, then I will stop. But until yeah. then, I'm going to keep on going. I have never been knocked out, and it's just going to stay that way. My attitude is going to stay like that and until somebody can can really put me in my place and, 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 and make me get out of the game. Yeah, awesome, man. Hey, you mentioned earlier that you have your own business. I wanted to make sure that, that people know about your business. What's your business called so they can go get you? My business is called Finish Right Painting. I do exterior painting. I do interior painting. I do beautiful jobs, brother. I make old houses look brand new. I make new construction look beautiful. I mean, from the ground up, I know how to do a lot of stuff when it comes to detail. And that's really the type of person I am. I pay attention to detail so much. And it's just how I am when I'm fighting too. I kind of get in the habit a little bit of wanting my opponents to do something because I want to make them pay for it. Yeah. And I'm going to start to get in the habit and to get in the habit more of, of putting more pressure on and then making them pay for that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to start ending these fights so damn quick. I mean, I don't even know what to say, man. Like <laughs> I said. Love it, dude. I got two fun questions there for you. We have this awesome fight coming up between Masvidal and Diaz. Who do you have winning that fight? In all honesty, and I am a Nate Diaz fan, and I've always respected George because of the street fighting. I, yeah. grew, up street, I grew up street fighting. I grew up fighting like that against people that – Nobody wanted to fight. They didn't want to fight these kind of people because these kind of people don't stop at fighting. They take it to the next level. Right. You understand me? Like, I grew up in California like that, Southern California. It's just a, a whole different mentality the man has and ideas. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I relate to him a lot. But George Masvidal has a set of skills that he's not going to engage with Nate on the ground like that. George Masvidal talks the same way I do about these wrestlers not wanting to stand, about these wrestlers wanting to make the fights boring. They want to hide in between your crotch. They want to put their head left and right. Everybody wants to fight like Khabib and not get hurt and not get knocked out and not get embarrassed. Why in the hell did you sign the contract to put this crowd to sleep? Because yeah. all I can do as a striker is try to look for your head, look for your ribs, and not let you make this fight boring. Yeah. And if I'm fighting in your hometown and the referee doesn't want to separate us because he knows you're going to get knocked out, he wants to let the fight be boring, I don't know what to do besides fight my ass off and throw so many elbows or whatever I could do to you. That's kind of where we're at, brother, with these damn wrestlers. I'm sick of them if you don't get the, the drift. <laughs> I love it, dude. Love it, dude. Uh, last question for you. Do you have a favorite type of music or favorite band that you like to listen to? You know what? Uh, I grew up listening to uh, oldies. I grew up watching my mother and my father dance in the kitchen to some really old music. You know, awesome. I grew up around lowriders and, and the ocean and stuff like that, brother. So I am a Cali boy. I'm not from Idaho, but... I've been out here for a while, and I embrace the people, and this is just what it is right now. And I am the 208 underdog, and I'm going to make all these guys fear me, sign a contract, send it over here. Team No Excuse, you know what it's up. Absolutely. You might have just done it, but I was going to give you an opportunity, give a shout-out to coaches, teammates, sponsors, anything like that. The video is all yours, man. You know what? Uh, my shout-out right now is a top-rated MMA. Oh, thanks, man. Your show is going to take over the—I I, I would say the West Coast. 
Thank you. I would say the West Coast, brother, because you know what you're doing and uh, you put your content together great. You always have great people on here. And as fighters, I, t I talk a lot of shit. When you sign a contract against me, it's personal, homie, because I make it personal because I have to hate you. Now, after the, after the fight, I don't hate you no more. Right. Now you're my brother. Now you're my brother in arms and we can be cool. But when you sign that contract and until that point, hatred is in my heart. And you got to you got to understand that. And that's nothing personal. It's just my business. The way I conduct it is like that. Because fighting is the most ruthless and the most dangerous game in the world. And who in the hell wants to see two guys being polite, being uh, respectful, and doing all this and that? This is a damn business. And this yeah. is who I am inside. Yeah. And, 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 and it just baffles me how these guys are so damn boring. Damn good fighters. But they don't talk, they don't act, they don't they, they, they don't have the real savage in them. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying, brother. My my shout out is, is to you right now, and to and, and to my brother, Big Sledge, the king of Idaho, a, a big time heavyweight, and he's gonna explode on the scene like no other. And that's what we need right now: a heavyweight on the West Coast, knocking everybody out, making noise with the attitude that everybody wants to see and everybody wants to pay for. Big Sledge. Come on, man. Dude, it is an honor to talk with you today, Will. I'm so excited to see you go into the cage again and start dominating once again. And thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother, for your time. Hey guys, thank you so much for hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Rated MMA and the Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Rated MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.